We are glad to have you back. Bill Michael Show. And welcome back to all of you over on the Facebook Live page. Love to have you on board. Good stuff. Going to be talking with Mike Clemens coming up here shortly. Uh, so looking forward to hearing Mike's perspective as the Packers decided mandatory minicamp. Let's just go build some. Let's go build some some relationships. Let's see if guys got you back. So they went paintballing today. They went paintballing today. I asked That's Mike if doing. the journalists were invited, and he said, "While many of the players, I'm sure, would like that." No, we were not <laughs> to shoot to shoot the to shoot the journalists. Absolutely, the whole team would gang up. Albeit they would, they probably wouldn't gang up on Mike. Mike's a liked guy. Mike's not outspoken. He's just you know. I will say this: I guarantee you, wherever Mike calls us from today, he's going to be dressed as a bush in the paintball arena. He's he's snuck in. He's tunneled in. He's dressed as a bush, or he looks like the gopher out of Caddyshack. And he's just standing there in the middle, just doing the little <laughs> dance, you know. And uh, he'll give you a story about, you know, 27 years ago, one of my first gigs, I was standing on the sidelines shooting some 9-millimeter film of a Packers game at County Stadium. I was dressed like a bleacher seat. People kept, I kept getting my view blocked because people were sitting on my face. It was embarrassing. Until I finally stood up and they realized I wasn't a bleacher seat. I was, in, I was undercover. Bart Starr came over. He ended up, uh, you know, sitting on me for about eight minutes. It felt kind of nice. I was listening to the strategy he was talking to. Numerous guys. And said, hey, if we could only do this or that. And then he wrote out a couple of plays in the dirt. I still have pictures of them. So, Mike, Mike will have a story. Mike will have a story. Absolutely. Mike Clemens going to be talking to us in a short bit. Uh, we'll talk with him as the uh, Packers are off today out paintballing. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at MKE Brewing, 9th Street, downtown Milwaukee tonight, by the way. beautiful. If you're heading downtown, beautiful night if you're going to head up onto the patio bar. Rooftop patio bar at MKE Brewing, 9th Street, downtown Milwaukee. They have a lot of new brews out as well. So uh, check out our friends over there. Uh, 877-867-1670. Sammy Watkins met with the media, the new Packers wide receiver, the guy many are depending upon to in some way, shape, or form fill the bill when it comes to the loss of Devontae Adams. This is Sammy Watkins and the media from yesterday. Take a listen. Sammy, Aaron was telling us yesterday he likes having guys that have something to prove. Do you feel you have something to prove still in this league? I think my – I told the coach my back against the wall. You know, my my career haven't been what, what I projected to be. A great opportunity for me to come here, play hard, catch a ton of balls, um, compete at the highest level, and uh, win games, um, you know, and, and fight to stay healthy. Um, that's been the knock on my career with staying on the field, and um, I think this is the best place to stay healthy and um, stay on the field and catch a lot of balls. Why do you think this is the best place to stay healthy? Like, what, what about here could be a difference in that? Um, I just think the staff, the organization is, is ran well, um, and the guys that I'm surrounded around, um, Aaron, um, Aaron Jones, uh, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazar, a lot of other moving parts on this team. And um, I just got to come in and, and take in my body, play hard, um, take coaching, and, and be a, also be a vet, a leader in the room. And um, just just do whatever in my might and power to stay on the field. Because when I'm on the field, I can ball. I, I can catch balls. I can score. 
and um, I'm a dominant player, but um, the, the kids stand on the field. See how you think your career is pretty on the Q-Prop, but after, outside of injuries, after those first two years in Buffalo, what do you think happened? Um, you know, things happen. Um, I can't stop injuries. Um, what I can try to do is prevent them. And you know I mean, I think my career has been pretty good. Got a Super Bowl, but I'm here trying to revive my career and um, play at the highest level and, and be the best I can. Hey, Sammy, what are your impressions of Matt's passing system and how you think you fit into that? Um, I just kind of look at what Devontae Adams' offense Aaron been doing and, and just seeing how can I fit into it, how can I play hard, how can I play my best ball, and um, just doing whatever I can to my mic to, to help this team. That's what I'm going to do. Sammy, did you have, were there other teams interested in, and, and if so, I mean, was it a hard decision or was it just say this is definitely the, the place you need to be? I think this is probably one of the best situations I've probably ever been in my career to come play with one of the, the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best coaches, one of the best organizations, been probably the winningest winning organization in the league. And to get this opportunity, um, really a blessing because I did nothing last year. I was hurt. And to get a call from Matt and this organization um, kind of revived me and hopefully I can um, have a healthy season and, and play hard and, you know, win a ton of games. Why do you feel, why do you feel your back was against, you said you back against the wall. Why did you kind of have that? Um, just injuries. Um, you know, that's kind of the thing that's been, the injury bug have been prone to me. And, um, you know, last year I got hurt again. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting on the couch like, man, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be out of job. And to get that call is like, man, I got another opportunity, another chance um, to come in and, 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 and play hard and stay healthy. And, um, Hopefully, play for another three or four years, or five or six years, whatever that is. So you were you were like worried about that landing spot. For sure, I mean, after injury after injury, you know, you kind of get worried. Um, what what is my destiny? What team is going to pick me up? And um, to get this opportunity, once I say, is like a blessing for me. Did you learn anything going through those injuries as far as what to do differently? Um, yeah, I've been learning. That's kind of the biggest thing. Um, I'm a powerful, strong, speed guy, and. I got to do just about everything in my might to, to stay um, activated and stay on top of my body. What do you, what do, you do different now that maybe haven't done in the past? Um, a ton of stretching, a ton of things that getting the cold tub, um, just really trying to do everything I possibly can. Um, this, is my, um, this is my ninth year. Um, you know, this, this league is hard to stay in, and I'm trying to do whatever I can to prolong my career. At least three, four, or five, whatever that is, I can squeeze out. How much did working previously with Matt Moore kind of factor into your decision to come here? I think that was one of the biggest things. I knew that he was great for me in the Rams when I, my transition there. And um, got Coach Rabel, the wide receiver coach who I had in Buffalo, who coached me hard and really just bring me back to the kid I was back in Buffalo and um, playing hard, playing physical, loving the game. And um, I think that's, that's what this year is about. The first time you talked to Rodgers, you said he FaceTimed you when you signed a contract. Was that the first time, or did he reach out a little bit before that? Um, that was the first time. One thing he said, like, hey, did you sign the contract yet? <laughs> so I had to, the next day, run over here and sign the contract and get it done. But I just can't wait for this opportunity and come out here and play hard. Like I said, I, arguably one of the best teams. If you look at the depth chart, best coaches, best organization. And I can't wait to get started. Were you surprised when your phone rings and it's him on the other side? For sure. Like I said, I'm thinking like, man, I'm on the couch getting fat, 300. I'm at 220 pounds. Like, man, am I gonna ever get that call? And then to get the call, it's definitely changed my whole outlook on. You know what I mean, coming to this season and how 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 I want to play. And um, I just can't wait to get started. So when you look at the wide receiver room, what is it about this this that receiving core that has you excited to join this offense, especially with the departure of Devontae? I think hats off to to the to the whole office of staff. Um, 
Coach Rabel, those guys blocking, those guys catching the balls, and it's not just Devontae Adams. Everybody playing hard, catching balls, and there as a collective group, everybody looks the same. So that's the biggest thing with watching film and watching those guys. It's it's all the guys that's playing hard. It's not just one guy. Um, just being that leader and um, doing all the dirty work, blocking whatever I can, whatever the coach asks me to do, I'm willing to go out there and do. Whether that's catching the ball, whether that's blocking, whatever I can. Um, this team been good without me. I'm just coming here to play hard and, and do what I've been doing. Aaron said that it's good because maybe feel like they've got something to prove. Is that Definitely have something to prove. We're just really just staying healthy, um, being consistent and stay on the field. I think that's the biggest thing for me. I can go out there and do all the great things all these other wideouts can do. It's just really being um, available and I'm praying to God that I, I stay and, and have a healthy season. Sammy, you said you were batting 220. What are you now? Around 215. Um, <laughs> young, healthy, feel like I'm 18, so it feels pretty good. Is that, is that your preferred playing weight or what, um, what do you think you're best at? I like to stay around the 210, 215 area. Anytime you go over 220, which I have, and that's, that's when the injuries come. You said when you got that call, who was the first person from the Packers to contact you directly? Um, I think it was um my my agent hit me up and then told me to come down here. And I was like, man, give me an extra day. He was like, no, you need to get there now. So I came up and met with Coach Matt. We kind of, as they call it, broke bread, hung out, um, had fun, talked. And um, just like I said, this opportunity is really big for me, my family, and I uh, just really can't wait to get started. When you thought the end of your career was here, what kind of emotions were you going through? That, that sounds like a pretty scary time. Definitely scary. I, I told you I got pretty big. Um, you know what I mean? Just not really doing anything. And then once I consciously was like, man, I need to get up and work out, um, that's when I got this call. And, and like I said, I think this is something that can help me out, help my career, um, finish on the right note, and hopefully I can you know, have a healthy season and, and ball out. You start saying, what's next for you? Um, nah, I haven't thought that far. Right now, football is the, the best thing. When you thought the end was here, For sure, I mean, I got a gym. I was working out there, had a ton of kids working with wide receivers and stuff like that. And I got a wife, um, three girls, so that took up a lot of time. But right now, I'm. I'm not done yet. I feel like I got a lot more in my tank, um, a lot of more football to be played at the highest level, and um, hopefully I can be consistent and stay on the field. There you go. That is Sammy Watkins. Ben, what would you take away from that conversation? Well, it's something that, I mean, we definitely knew that his career had bounced around a lot and hasn't been yeah. what he was drafted to be. So, I, I mean, his attitude and his thought that this can be the place where a you know, uh, a regeneration, I guess, can happen. Uh, that was good to hear, and that's, I mean, that's what you expect from the situation. It, it, it's interesting because on one hand, he, he's happy. I mean, he chose, uh, you know, obviously they're paying him. Uh, he probably got one of the better deals. But, you know, obviously he said he, you know, to have a guy like Aaron Rodgers throw the ball to him that can put it on a dime, that means a lot. But, he talks about injuries. He talks about health. He talks about being overweight, out of shape. Like he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't, you know. He, and then he talks about, well, my my wife and kids take up a lot of my time, and I get that. But when you're a professional athlete, you, I'm not knocking him because I I want to see what the proof is first. 
But if his season's not great, it almost sounds like he's part mentally checked out, didn't it? Kind of. It it felt more like maybe he was after all the bouncing around and getting into this building is a situation yeah. he thinks can recenter him. That's more of what I, I took away in the positive sense, but yeah. maybe I'm optimistic. No, I get it. I, I get it. But, I, you know, again, from a guy that I, I guess, you know, we all want to hear, hey, I was I was staying in shape. Hey, I wanted to do this. Hey, I really wanted to come here. So, man, I wanted to bust my ass and kind of prove myself. And it wasn't like it was like, no, I'm sitting around. I was getting fat. I'm like, oh, maybe I should get off the couch and work out. It, you know, it just it was just a weird dialogue. It wasn't what I was expecting to hear. Put it that way, I guess might be the best way to put it. He is but, wearing uh, but, number eleven, by the way, which, in terms of the eye test, I think looks tremendous. <laughs> it's a very slimming eleven. Um, hey, real quick, uh, Tampa Bay quarterback Tom Brady today spoke to the media, and early on, he was peppered with questions about Bruce Arians, and you knew this was going to come up at some point, but today, he was adamant adamant he said he did not did not have any thing to do with uh or or is there a rift between him and Bruce Arians with Bruce Arians who announced his retirement shortly after Brady announced that he was coming back he said he did not however uh and he did not however deny any reports that he spoke to Miami Dolphins about joining their organization in some capacity when asked about that and uh he would not pressure tight end and close friend Rob Gronkowski to return, but in regards to Arians, uh, he said, quote, zero whatsoever. He and I have a great relationship. Part of the reason I chose here was because of Bruce. I mean, he and I have been incredible communication. I have a great respect for him. He knows how I feel about him. That's the most important thing, and I know how he feels about me. And as for the Dolphins, who reportedly were interested in getting Brady in a front office capacity and or as their quarterback, although he was under contract with the Buccaneers, for at least one more season, Brady said, quote, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people. I've had for the last three or four years of my career about different opportunities and when I'm done playing football and such. I kind of made a decision of what I'd like to do, and I'll get to be in the game of football, talking about his uh, role in the broadcast booth. I think for me the most important thing here is where I'm at now and what I hope to do for this team. That's been my commitment to this team and to the organization. It's been so much fun for me to come here for two years ago or come here two years ago. It's been almost two and a half now, and it's been an incredible part of my football journey, and it's not over. With Gronkowski, who Brady lured out of retirement in 2020, uh, the two have gotten together this offseason for throwing sessions, uh, but Brady gave no indication as to whether or not Gronkowski is coming back or not. He said, I think it's just obviously totally up to him. And we'd all love to play with him, but he's got to make the best decision for himself, and he knows that. Uh, anybody who cares about him knows that he's doing what's right for him right now, which is trying to figure it out. We don't have training camp for about six weeks. So whatever he's got to do to figure it out, I think he'll uh, be hopeful that he does figure it out. And if he doesn't, we still go out there and figure out what we're going to do. He also opened up with about the decision retire, which he said, uh, you go back to uh, you know the February 1st announcement, he uh, talked a little bit about that and how his family played the uh, integral role in both as they kind of shifted back and forth as to becoming the husband and the father and three children to going back to being a quarterback in the NFL. He talks about that as well. But he was adamant when he said, I do not have a, a, uh, a strained relationship 
with Bruce Arians. So there you go. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. When we come back, Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. I would assume he's dressed as a bush in the middle somewhere of a paintball course because the Packers are out doing that today. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Do you have any specially excused absences from this mandatory period, or is, is everyone full participation? Uh, everybody that is currently signed on our rosters is full participation. Is Lazard here and ready to go? I have not seen Alan. You know, that's that's something that, obviously, I always stay out of those situations. I mean, certainly hopeful that um, one does come to a resolution here quickly. Uh, we're going to coach who, who is here, and like I said, we'd love for him to be here. Baby, come back. <laughs> I love the music. Awesome stuff. Mike Clevens bringing it, and uh, Mike is always brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Bay Motel, quiet, cozy, comfortable. Don't forget about the Bay Family Restaurant, and they have some terrific food, including the chili over there at the Bay Family Restaurant. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com, and I'm sure they're starting to book up, getting ready for the dates of training camp and such as people start to head towards Green Bay. Mike, how you doing today, buddy? Good, yeah, and also I know a lot of people will be up here for that week that the Saints are here for a preseason game because that will be the week of the joint practices as well. So, you know, it will be a great summer. So uh, today is the day, and I swore that I, I saw you at a Cabela's getting camouflage gear and putting bushes on your head to get out <laughs> into the middle of a paintball course <laughs> to try to get yeah. the, the inside scoop as to who's shooting at Rogers. Yeah, you know, this starts off with now the floor is not – been a you know team building excursion guy like McCarthy got to be all the time I mean and you know McCarthy was trying to come up with different ideas every year one time he actually had it kind of looked like a kid's party but he had like lawn darts or something he had a party at his house and and different games and food and all that uh, you know in, in the backyard of his house so but you know the paintball's been won the skeet shooting they've done so LaFleur, so yesterday morning you know, you get a little lean-in before we even started the day. Someone said, you might want to get all your questions in today. And then you say, okay. You know, then that right. means there there will be no tomorrows. So, it, you know, depending on how, you know, your list of things or topics you wanted to cover, better get it in today's press mm. conference with the coach, better get into today's locker room because there ain't going to be one. So the players all taken out today by LaFleur, and they're posting some stuff on Instagram that they're all shooting a paintball at each other today. So, Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, they have building. It. But, uh, you know, that's, yes. that's, you know something? You know, you've had these OTAs. You've had a, you know, a fair amount of a fairly decent turnout. We learned this week that Sammy Watkins actually has been here to some of those OTAs. He just wasn't present in the ones where they let us in for the media. But... You know, and thinking about this and talking to some folks last night about it, it's like, you know, if the coaches, if LaFleur thought, hey, you know what, we checked the boxes on Tuesday and Wednesday and what we've done so far in the OTAs, and, you know, if we can get these guys to learn more about each other, then that's the way you want to send them off because now that they know each other a little bit more, the most important thing at this level of football is what do you do on your own time? Mm -hmm. How hard are you going to work out? 
how 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 much more extra do you want to be assignment sure on your playbook? Not just for your position coach, but for the guy alongside of you. And so today it's a beautiful day in Green Bay. And if those guys are getting to know each other a little bit better, then that was probably the best move. So um, let's let's start out with a couple of different things here because you bring up a lot of good points. Let's start out with Aaron Rodgers talking about uh, you know the passing game because the questions are all and nationally. I'm watching all the pundits say Packers aren't going to be the same team without Devontae Adams. It's not going to be able to move the football. What are they going to be able to do with the passing game? What's it going to become? What's the passing game going to become? Yeah, that's a great question. I thought that I was stunned by this. Um, Aaron Rodgers says that, you know, last year 80% of the passing plays were designed for Devontae Adams to target him. Right. By, which I was I was yeah, shocked you know, by that. I was shocked by that. And yeah. I, um, I, we actually, we actually sort of added some of this up, and it's true. If he had like 169 catches – you would have to go five more receivers deep to you know between Cobb and the rest of those guys to get close to that but you know Rogers talked about what he thinks this this uh, situation is going to look like with all these rookies he's got out there running uh, routes right now well you know I think the way that we've played in his absence in the last what seven games or so over the last three years um, it, it was it has been different obviously Aaron Jones has had more opportunities than I think in those games. Um, now that we have uh, a really, you know, incredibly complimentary second back, you know, we can get both, both those guys involved in the passing game. Uh, we look for a bounce back year from Bobby, you know, when he's healthy. Uh, Tyler Davis is, you know, I think set for uh, him and Deguara set to really make a push for uh, some reps at tight end as well. Um, but, yeah, the offense has to change. I mean, last year, you know, when you have a guy with, who's that talented, uh, it's – Probably not an exaggeration to say that 80% of the, pe- the plays in the passing game uh, were designed specifically for 17. So we're, we're obviously going to do some things a little differently. Interesting, because that's, I mean, you know, Mike, that's pretty significant when you have to then kind of turn around and scrap your playbook for your pass plays because it now has to be designed completely differently, right? I I don't know. If, if that's actually the way Matt LaFleur's menu of plays Looked on Saturday. I don't. I, I mean, every defensive coordinator in the NFL would love to say, "Oh, okay, yeah, we'll figure out ways to do that." And and I'm not a pro football focus stat guy, but you gotta think at some point that's going to cut down on your yards after the catch. When even if the guy is so talented, and he can come off the line and take advantage of the offensive favoring rules of the NFL and catch the pass, that means he's still got two guys that are on him that are not going to let him break away. I mean, the biggest play you had against the 49ers was not to Devontae Adams. It was down the right sidelines to Aaron Jones mm-hmm. for like 70 yards. And he gets downfield and he gets into the red zone. And then they can't come up with an idea for first or second or third down, and they set up Mason field goal for a disappointing field goal that gets blocked. So, right. you know, that's how your season ended. And, I, and then you got Mark Murphy writing in a letter to the fans last weekend like, Oh yeah, you're going to see more of a passing game to Aaron Jones and to AJ Dillon, and it's like, well, it's interesting they're letting the, the CEO into the offensive, you know, strategy sessions for the 2022 season. But in fact, that's what everybody around here is saying is like, yeah, you're, they've got Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon lining up behind the receivers, taking reps here at this minicamp. They're going to be targeted more often, and in the meantime, 
still no Alan Lazard here, and and it's he's a second round, you know, restricted free agent tender. Uh, I, and I, what's what is his motivation? What's his agent's motivation right now? Do they think they've got any leverage to get a contract out of the Packers right now? I anything I say about that is speculation. But Aaron Rodgers was asked about Alan Lazard's situation. Aaron, have you talked to Alan? And when you look at your wide receiver room, you talked about opportunities. How excited are you about the potential that that group has this season? I like production over potential. Um, yeah, we have some production. We have a lot of potential. So we need to uh, we need to temper expectations uh, and heighten yeah. the accountability. I think that's the most important thing for those guys. There's uh, there's guys who've done some things in the league, and there's guys that haven't. They're going to get opportunities. So reasonable expectations for those guys, and then high expectations and accountability for the entire room. Excited about Randall. We played a lot of football together. Excited about Sammy. Excited about Alan Lazard. I mean, he's he's been our uh, dirty work guy for most of his career here. Now he's got an opportunity to be uh, a number one receiver. So. I'm, I'm not worried about him at all stepping in that role. I've talked to him a lot. Uh, I know how he takes care of his body, and uh, I know he'll be ready when he's here. Interesting that uh, he said he's talked to him a lot. He, he No insight as to what he's thinking, but he feels like, okay, the guy's going to be good and, and should be ready to go. Hey, Mike, real quick, I wanted to ask you, and I had this question asked to me as well, but is A.J. Dillon, do you think, taking over the lead role as running back, or do you think it's – it's going to become more of a 50-50 split this year because of the uh, pass-catching ability that he's worked on so hard. No, I think that they still trust Aaron Jones to step up in that role because of some of the games that Aaron Jones has had over the last couple of years when Devontae missed four weeks and had that uh, that hamstring injury. I can think of some big plays he made in that win that they had a couple of years ago. It was the game in Kansas City that we covered at Arrowhead when Mahomes was out with that ugly right. dislocated knee. And actually, Aaron Jones ended up lined up wide left because that was their speed, about the only speed they had. But uh, A.J. Dillon, and there's going to be a big feature on him that Lori Nickel wrote, is talking about, yeah, he knows that in this offseason he's got to work on his hands. Here's the other thing is, remember when we were at Super Bowl and how Aaron Jones has been on your show, he's done one-hour shows with you two or three right. times and everything? What's changed with him? Well, Drew Rosenhaus is now his agent. He switched to Drew yeah. when he eventually got that contract out of the Packers late last season. I think he thought he should have gotten a deal about the same time as those other two or three running back deals went down at the start of last year. And I've noticed that Aaron, he's still doing, Aaron Jones is still doing a lot of local community things, giving away shoes to kids and all that. And even though he was here every day for the OTAs, did not make himself available to the media. So I think he's kind of got a deal where he's trying to get more national attention, more national sponsorships. So he, I think he might be saving his, con, his, his comments now a little bit more for that, as maybe some kind of marketing leverage. And in the meantime, A.J. Dillon has become one of the top two or three vocal leaders, you know, Mr. Door County and all that. He's going to be part of that softball game that they're having on Sunday along with Donald Driver. I mean, that's the way A.J. Dillon is, is emerging as a vocal leader, not only as a 1,000-yard you know, potential ball carrier in the backfield. 
Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break, come back. we got Mike Clemens on the line with us uh, this portion of the program. Brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. All you got to do is stop in, tell them we said hi. Curly's right there on Pewaukee Lake. Great fish fry on Fridays as well. Stop in, enjoy a meal outside on the patio above, above Smokies, right up the right up the road there from Smokies in the uh, launch ramp for the boat ramp for the uh, Pewaukee Lake. Great place, great atmosphere. Go in and watch some sports. They have entertainment on the weekends. Good stuff from Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Here's a basic question. How did Aaron Rodgers let him throw the football yesterday? The same he always does. You know, it's just like riding a bike for him. Um, you know, you kind of, I was telling somebody yesterday, just when you see it every day, you, you can take it for granted. And then you don't see it for a period of time. And he comes back and you see how just effortless it is. You're like, wow. I mean, it, it just, reminds you how special it is. Welcome back to the program. Words of Matt LaFleur. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Nice Ash. I was down there yesterday down at Nice Ash. I stopped in, grabbed a couple of cigars. They have a bonus program, too. You get involved in it. And the more you spend, you get points. And then after you get so many points, you get money back. Yesterday, I got 125 bucks back. Nice. They do that down at the Nice Ash. So if you stop in, you're a frequent, uh, whether it's bourbons, smokes, just going in and enjoying the music and having a beverage, whatever it happens to be, go to theniceash.com, 323 West Main Street, downtown Milwaukee, 323 West Main Street, theniceash.com. Mike Clemens joining us on the line. And Mike, um, had a chance a little earlier today to listen to Sammy Watkins and the back and forth with the media. I found it interesting. A lot of talk was about injuries, sitting on the couch, not working out. I get it that this is another opportunity for him, but I kind of, it was, it was, you can either take it as glass half full that he found a home in Green Bay or glass half empty that it sounded like part of him kind of checked out. I've only been around him a couple of times, including the week of the Super Bowl when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl uh, under Andy Reid uh, against the 49ers down in Miami a couple of years ago. So I, none of us here in Green Bay had a real sense of just what kind of guy he was. And, Man, he's Packer people. It's like you were talking to Donald Driver or something. Very humble, very modest. Uh, you know, look good. He's like he he comes in out on the football field a little bit bigger than what you envisioned him at six one and mm -hmm. and the upper body. And yet, you know, it's like I've been in the NFL for eight years, and he was very upfront, as you heard in that presser, about. Um, I don't know what it is, man. I'm, I'm working hard. I, 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 I've got speed. I've got skill. Uh, Jason Vrabel, the Packers receivers coach, said after working with him, Jason was with the Bills staff when he got drafted. He's always put his um, Sammy Watkins on his personal wish list for good against if this guy is ever available as free agent. And in the meantime, Sammy goes from the Bills He's with the Rams when the offensive coordinator there was Matt LaFleur, so LaFleur had time with him there. Uh, he puts in the time with the Chiefs, gets a ring, makes a key play where he beats um, Sherman down the right, Richard Sherman down the right sideline for 38 yards and scores the go-ahead touchdown because the Chiefs were behind through most of that game when they beat the 49ers. And so that's you know what you'd like to think he could help out Aaron Rodgers. He goes to the Ravens, gets off to a good start, then has injuries for about six weeks. 
And so he's plagued by that as himself. He didn't know if he was going to get anybody to call him. Uh, he said he was putting on weight and all that. So I, I found that all like this guy has got a good attitude. His receiver's coach says, you should hear how that guy plucks the ball out of the air. And his technique looked good. And so then Sammy was asked, well, so what are your first impressions after meeting with the staff up here in Green Bay and, and them saying, hey, get on a plane now. We'll sign you on April 14th. And here's what Sammy said. Um, I just think the staff, the organization has is, is ran well. Um, and the guys that I'm surrounded around, um, Aaron, um, Aaron Jones, uh, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazar, a lot of other moving parts on this team. And um, I just got to come in and, and take in my body, play hard, um, take coaching, and, and be a, also be a vet, a leader in the room. And um, just, just do whatever in my might and power to stay on the field. Because when I'm on the field, I can ball. I, I can catch balls. I can score. And um, I'm a dominant player. But um, if things happen, um, I can't stop injuries. Um, what I can try to do is prevent them. And you know I mean, I think my career has been pretty good got a Super Bowl, but I'm here trying to revive my career and uh, play at the highest level and, and be the best I can. Interesting that he feels he's trying to revive it at this point. You know, I mean, he's a guy that comes in as a vet and there's a lot of eyes on him because they really need him. And he, uh, you know, he talks about just trying to stay healthy and come back from injuries. The other guy that's trying to come back from the injury is Jair Alexander as well, Mike. Yeah. And they gave him, you know, I mean, he ends up, uh, it was a, a, a he damaged his AC joint in a tackle against Najee Harris against the uh, Steelers in Week Four, so it's essentially a you know broken bone in his shoulder. Uh, but um, he worked very hard to try and get back. Got those snaps in the 49ers game. Did admit that you know maybe he wasn't 100% really for tackling, just only good for coverage in that game. But the team was you know they are so impressed by this guy and his swagger and his leadership and his skills as a pass coverage guy. He made a tremendous – on Tuesday, Rodgers hit Christian Watson, the speedy uh, rookie that they took, the first receiver they took, uh, down the left sideline. The very next day, Van Jair said, I've got this, and he lined up against him, and he deflected the pass. You know, <laughs> it's like, don't bring that over to my side. So we asked Jair, what was it like to, well, you know, after you signed that deal for four years more in Green Bay – $84 million, $30 million in the signing bonus. Oh, man, I feel good. I had on a $5 pair of pants the day I signed my contract, so life was good, baby. Where'd you, where'd you get those pants? Goodwill. Goodwill. Yeah. Still have them? How much do your pants cost now? They still $5. I ain't buy nothing. <laughs> they still $5. I ain't buy nothing yet. Is that, is, that, is that on the agenda? Is that on the agenda? You want to get some, some new pants? Or pants. $5? I mean, you know, I might... I might buy some new pants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that he's at Goodwill buying pants. That's that's the best. I mean, I, that doesn't change. No matter how many what? millions you end up with, if you're already an NFL player and you're going to Goodwill to buy pants, that's cool. I like that. Jair Alexander is just shy of Deion Sanders in the entertainment value. I mean – as a you know, speedy football player, versatile, smart, little undersized, but you know he wears those sunglasses. He's got the big smile. He's quiet though. And I said to him point blank, I said, you know, I've seen you dance out of here on a Friday afternoon, and twenty of us players, a couple of people in the media, just sitting there with their jaws open because he looks like he could be, you know, like what Michael Jackson used to do. And I said, right. So 
but I said, you know, you're very short and to the point in your communication. I said, so when you're one-on-one with your teammates in a car, or I said, are you a listener? Are you a talker? And he said, no, you know what? I'm introverted. You know, there's parts of me that are kind of shy. Uh, you know, I sort of turn it on. He said, but probably the only person I really talk to is my girlfriend. And then I said, so, you know, so what were your feelings to do all that work to try and get back in and lose to a team you beat earlier in the year, the 49ers, at home in the playoffs? Oh, man, it was it was super bitter, man. Like, I was on the end for, like, maybe, like, less than 10 plays probably, and, like, I missed a tackle. Like, I was I was so upset about that missed tackle. You know, it was my first time tackling in, in weeks, like a few months, so I was pissed, honestly. How, how hard was it to tackle, though, at that point for you with the shoulder? It was more mental, you know? It was more mental. Did you replay that play quite yes. a bit this offseason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um... You know, it's always stuff that fueled me, and that fueled me for this offseason. I mean, I played against the best receiver in the league, Devontae Adams, all four years I've been here, you know, and I'm going to make it, like, as hard as I can for those guys because I know, like, on Sunday it's going to pay off, you know, because iron sharpens iron. So, you know, however I can help to make them better, I'm going to do that. There you go. That's Jair Alexander. Let's do this. We'll step away more with Mike Clemens when we come back. Uh, in this portion of the program, brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV, where we're going to get the big unit cruiser again this year. Going to have it out of Road America again this year. Traveling to Sturgis again this year. Numerous opportunities to get out and about. Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. If you're looking for a fifth wheel, a motorhome, uh, camper van, travel trailer, whatever it is, all the big name brands, locations all over Wisconsin, and they're continuing to grow. Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer, which means. Probably the largest selection as well. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com and take a look at all their locations, everything they have to offer. They take uh, trades and consignments as well with little hassle. I mean, basically no hassle at all. That way you don't just give it to them. They'll take care of it and you're good to go and they'll let you know when the thing sells. It's Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Final segment next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I want to remind you this weekend, uh, it looks like the weather's going to be pretty nice. Get out and check out our friends over there at Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Sit on the deck, watch the boats go by, enjoy some uh, enjoy some uh, good entertainment. Not a bad way to go. Or the new and renovated Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Dan Dell and his staff, they're waiting to hear from you as well. They have entertainment this weekend also. So two great places, Sunset Grill, Pewaukee, or Social House, H-A-U-S, over there on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Uh, stop by and, and tell them both. You know, say you heard it here, right here on the Bill Michael Show. So, uh, Mike, uh, you, you've got, um, you know, Matt LaFleur freshly back. I guess it was kind of a meeting of the minds and a reunion for him at the Sean McVay wedding, right? Yeah, and I thought it was kind of a, a poignant moment for him because, you know, just let me just wrap up the week with this, Bill. And I stand there at practice yesterday, and it's like I'm kind of surprised that those of us that are covering the team are not shooting out 
screaming headlines like, you know, we really have no idea who's going to be on the starting offensive line for training camp or even against the Vikings in the season open. Right. Because over there, there's David Bakhtiari watching guys on the exercise machines like Robert Tunyon at tight end, like Elton Jenkins who was standing there watching practice, like Kylan Hill, you know, the backup running back and kick returner, all those guys suffering ACLs. Dean Lowry was at these sessions but not participating. So he's got some sort of off-season issue, undisclosed, going on. I mean, there's there's a lot of pro bowlers and, and all pro players over there that may not, will probably not even be ready for training camp that mm-hmm. LaFleur's got to go on. You look at the new guys, and, you know, there's a good core between, like, John Runyon and then this Jake Hansen. He's moving up around Josh Myers, second-year man at center. But I have no idea what the starting offensive line is going to be. They're trying out Royce Newman at right tackle, at right guard, that kind of thing. And then this wide receiver situation we've talked about, without Lazard here. You know, and Rogers says, you know what, though, I got Randall Cobb in those receivers meetings. He's my best friend on the team now. He'll tell the young guys, here's what Aaron's going to look for. And at the end of the day, though, Matt LaFleur last Friday night and his defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, they both work for Sean McVay, who's still only 36 years old. I mean, you know, Matt LaFleur's like the old head at 42. And they get on a, a you know a commercial plane, fly to Detroit, then out to LAX, and they go to McVeigh's wedding. He marries his beautiful model, Veronica. They got a Super Bowl trophy cake. It's in People magazine this week now. The wedding, and there's Matt Lafleur sitting at a table with one of these dozen McVeigh coaching tree guys that are now head coaches or offensive coordinators in the NFL, and he's talking to 37-year-old Kevin O'Connell who he's going to face week one. He, Kevin is the new head coach of the Vikings. Kevin a, was a backup quarterback. He got drafted by Belichick by the Patriots, played backup for the Lions and the Dolphins, and now he's been a quarterback coach and was an offensive coordinator for McVay. Now he's the head coach of the Vikings. And there's LaFleur and his former co-worker, O'Connell. They're at McVay's wedding, you know, eating wedding cake. and You know, how's the kids? <laughs> that kind of thing. And, I, I mean, you think about all these McVeigh guys from Shanahan and all that versus the old school guys like, you know, McCarthy and Belichick and some of the others. So I asked, I asked Matt, I said, so that had to be kind of a special moment, though, to look around the room and say, you know, I came up through the, the right guy to get my break in the league. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun. It's, anytime you get around your friends, it's always a good time. And to celebrate that occasion with him and um you know that was that was a special moment and uh it was a quick turnaround landing and spending about 30 hours in in southern california then turning around and coming back here but um we had a great time it was, it's always great to see um all those guys and not only are they great coaches but first and foremost they're great people and um we just had a great time Thank you. All right, guys, we'll see you all later. See you all later. There you go. As a matter of fact, Mike, uh, we got an update. Kirk Bankard says that uh, Jordan Love has got game on the uh, paintball field, sharing well, ammunition, and he's got some things going on out there. So Yeah, every time he overthrows a guy, though, in the preseason games, everyone will say, well, thank God he's a good paintball. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why couldn't he get Randall Cobb? <laughs> Well, if he was shooting a gun, a paintball gun, he'd probably hit him right between the chest. Otherwise, it's all going to flail just a little bit high. 
Uh, what were your takeaways, Mike, even though this team decided to, to go ahead and do one of those team building days rather than team practice days? Give me your takeaway of the mini camp. Uh, like I say, I'm kind of surprised more of us aren't sounding the alarm because usually by this time after OTAs and a, and a mandatory minicamp, you got a pretty good idea who's going to be the starting 11 on both sides of the football. And I don't. I don't on, on defense. The real positive is to see the possibility of having two speedy corners like Jair and Eric Stokes and big Rasul Douglas playing the nickel to be more physical, that could be really dangerous and very good for defense. And then a Rich Basaccia, whole new level of training and technique on special teams that even has got Aaron Rodgers already a little bit excited. I was going to say, when you look at Basaccia, how much of a difference night and day is it compared to what it was? It's the way he's coaching these. I mean, I've been here through the Slocum and the Zooks and all these other guys. As I said the other day, I'm watching him at one point, Bill, where you thought maybe he was a quarterbacks or receivers coach. He's running up to guys. He's running up to guys on the on the punt protection team and saying, "No, wait, wait. Here's where your eyes are supposed to be." Sticks out his two fingers like you know he's going to poke him. He goes, "You got to look at the linebacker." Then you've got to look inside here. Then you've got to look deep at the receiver. And he's looking at their eyes and where they line up and where they put the feet. And it's that kind of attention to detail I haven't seen in a practice ever. Oh, that's not Good a, stuff. A, a real huge story. No, it's not a huge story. No, no. Mike, great stuff. And uh, we appreciate it. We'll talk again next week, okay? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. There you go. Mike Clemens, the great Mike Clemens, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. That's going to do it. Off tomorrow, back at it on Monday. We'll talk to you then. Don't forget about our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. That is EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. Sean and the gang can get it done. I just had a friend of mine, uh, Joey, over at Albanese, say they're, they're doing his floor. Fantastic. Stunning. And loved it. Absolutely loves it. Go to EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. That's EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. And get a hold of Sean. Time for us to go. Have a good one. Woo! The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.